Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance is suggested. Missions from the Dark Side. A strange sister. A strange man. This episode's really, really trying to be sexy. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal horror 90s anthology, Monsters, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss, with me via the power of the internet, my two best friends in the whole wide world, if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Woo! How is everybody today? Tip top, baby. Tip top, baby. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. Season. We're in Monsters, Season 3. Episode three, welcome to Bug House, or just Bug House is actually what it's called. Uh, before we do our guess of what this episode is about, we have to dip into the transmissions mailbag. We have a uh, sad news uh, from our good friend Sean Cloran. He informed us of the passing of John Saxon. Uh, we didn't have an opportunity. We didn't have an opportunity to talk about this yet, uh, but John Saxon is—he's one of the great character actors. Yeah. He yeah. he's been in everything, including multiple episodes of Tales from the Dark Side <laughs> and Monsters. Nancy's dad. He's Nancy's yeah, dad in a was, Nightmare on Elm Street. He was, he was in uh, Enter the Dragon. I mean, he's... Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Black Christmas. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Black Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Old Dogs. Dude, he has 197 uh, credits. Holy crap. He does. IMDb. Yeah. And if you're like, who's John Saxon? When you see the picture, you go, that guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's been in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, there's a lot of actors who have been in everything. But how many of them can say they got in a huge knockdown drag out fight? With a stop motion skeleton with a shovel. See, uh, I would say only one person can say that. I would say, amongst all the people who are dream warriors, he himself <laughs> is the dreamiest warrior. Yeah. Moving right. on from that, we'll close up the old mailbag and we'll go. Zip. Zip. <laughs> We'll go to the dark side, yes, where we guess what this episode is about based on title alone. It was indeed called Bug House. Who would like to go first? I can go first. All right, Jen. All right. Bug House. Welcome to the reality dating show where singles check in, but they can't check out. Can one of these 13 sexy ladies win Gregor Samsa's heart before he transforms into a cockroach? <laughs> Not if the exterminator has anything to say about it. The exterminator is his mom. Beautiful. Nice. Yes. I like that. Beautiful. Uh, okay. 
I will go next. Okay. Beta Upsilon Gamma was the rowdiest fraternity on Dawson University's campus. After double secret probation came and went, Dean Skolnick gave them one last chance to keep the fraternity from closing. Go to the old Wormser mansion and retrieve the legendary Paddle of Takashi Lamar or pack up and leave the university forever. The seniors of Bug House had one very important decision. Retrieve the fabled paddle or host the biggest, rowdiest kegger the world has ever seen. Bug House! Bug House! I love that. Guys, get ready. <laughs> Give me a high five, JD, and strap on your British knights, because the only way to win this competition is through stomping bugs. <laughs> this, this house is wall-to-wall centipedes, millipedes, wolf spiders, and a grandma named Irene. <laughs> Better eat a worm or a face bead flushed down the toilet. Only on Bug House. Yeah. Oh, man. I was not expecting a fun house route. Yeah. Very nice, Matt. Very nice. Right. The thing is, unfortunately, Fortunately. none of these guesses were correct. So, so Matt, hit us up with those up sweet, with sweet deets. Here's the funny part. I did all the sweet deeds except what the episode is about. I do it every time. Every time. I'm just, oh, wait, I forgot to do this. Matt took a, a crack at it today uh, because I, I was tired. I said, you you boys take a turn. <laughs> all right. Here we go. All right. Here is all the sweet deeds from IMDb. IMDb. A woman comes to an old house to see her estranged sister only to find her sickly and pregnant with a creepy Lothario boyfriend who seduces her as well. She discovers his real insectoid nature too late. Well, just give the whole plot away. Just give yeah. It, yeah, give the whole episode. Jesus. Who cares? All right. Well, this episode starred Karen Silas as Ellen. Uh, she has been in multiple scandalous movies, such as Female Perversions, Simple Men, and What Happened Was. All of these could have been seen on Skinamax at night. Uh, Robert... She was also in the movie Flirt. Oh, hello. <laughs> Robert Kerbeck played Peter, who was in Whore 2. <laughs> <laughs> Reconnected the Darwin conspiracy and everything that requires a day trade worker. <laughs> Just run down. Oh, uh, Miami... Baywatch Miami Nights. Yup. Oh, that show where Mario Lopez is a bike cop. Check. <laughs> Law and Order. Check. Uh, uh, CSI. I think he was on CSI. He was too. on CSI as well. Uh, Juliet Kurth played May. Uh, didn't do too much post this. She did an episode of All of My Children and a documentary on the making of La Caja Faux. Uh, the teleplay oh, was. She but, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> so who knows? It's just one of those documentaries where they talk. <laughs> oh God! Let's talk about how it happened. I read a book. <laughs> teleplay. Well, I took French once. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't finish the rest, but I bet it was a pretty good book because I like the movie. I like five stars. Five stars would return to the library where I borrowed it from. <laughs> Teleplay by Joseph Anderson. He's a he's a writer. He's he's written on 
uh, Sliders and Dr. Quinn and Call to Glory. So this was based on a story by Lisa Tuttle, which I misread as Lisa Turtle. Because um, <laughs> I just wanted the idea that she's like, okay, to appease Screech, I will write, all, <laughs> I'll write an episode of Anthology Horror. Uh, she, she's written a lot, Deadly Nightmares, The Hunger, it's all Lisa Tuttle, baby. And this was last but not least directed by Ken Myers. Ken Myers, not a lot of directing, but an awful lot of makeup. Uh, Lincoln, anybody? The Prestige, anybody? Pirates of this Caribbean, anybody? Uh, this guy's the real deal makeup guy who just happened to direct a steamy, hot, sexy episode of Monsters. This episode, this was a, a hot app. Let me just say that I was not ready for what's about to happen. Because when it does happen, it happens hot and heavy. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is a real Red Shoe Diaries of an episode. Yeah, they, yeah. they definitely put the, uh, the sexy scary. In sexy scary television. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I was going for there, but I did abandon ship on it. I like that. <laughs> 90... You just got a faraway look in your eye. <laughs> like 90% oh, of that thought had come out. Yeah. <laughs> but, but finish it? No, thank you. Uh, so that's all the sweet deets there are. And uh, do, 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 do. Honey, it's family hour. There must be something on. Crispy Chris is my favorite. Oh! Oh, look, it's Monsters, our favorite show. Let's watch it. Crispy Chris is my favorite still. Oh, Monsters, my favorite. No, let's watch it. Watch it. The door from the monsters swings wide open. And welcome to another episode of Let's Ignore the Tea Kettle. Whistle blow. Let it go. Y'all ready to whistle? Oh, God, I was just so lost in thought. I didn't hear that 40 decibel jet plane. More than 40 oh, decibels. I, did, I, I don't know how many decibels things are. Oh, I'm sorry. I was so distracted. I didn't hear the most annoying sound in the kitchen. The thing made to give a, a terrible, annoying sound. So that no matter how far away you are, you hear it. The the item designed to break your train of thought. <laughs> As you know, for the important thing of not burning your home down. Yeah. Uh, uh, this opening is the saddest Folgers commercial I have ever seen in my uh, life. You knew that these bitches were estranged from the jump. Yeah. Yeah, so one of them looks like a normal woman and the other <laughs> and the other is May. <laughs> I, I I try not to pick on people in these shows, but she 
It's so like they were like, we need frumpy. Uh, what my, my notes for the first couple sentences before I heard her name again, I just wrote frumpster. They were like, um, well, how can we make her frumpy? Well, her hair, it should look like who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the style. And her and her house clothes should look like I found these. <laughs> I found these <laughs> in the garbage. Of an insane, insane asylum. Her skin, the color of yeesh. <laughs> her skin, the color of not today. <laughs> May is R U F F rough, and is mm-hmm. standing in her kitchen, standing at a range top with the kettle on full tilt. And her I, sister. I assume that she's got it turned up to boil just so she can hold her hand over it for some, just to be able to feel something. <laughs> just to be able to feel once in yeah. her life something that isn't shame. Um, her sister Ellen is at the table and she's like, hey, May, I don't know about you, but I hate that sound. Do something <laughs> about it. Uh, also, you're a mess. You're a mess, girl. And she does a she does a haunted expedition dump, uh, but it's fine. Basically, we learn that uh, uh, Ellen hasn't spoken to May, or May hasn't spoken to Ellen in uh, over a year. Uh, and then she discovered that uh, May had moved into what seems to be their family's cabin. Yeah, their, yeah, the their family uh, house. father who passed away. Uh, it's his cabin. Mm-hmm. But there's some very this. Um... This whole set is very odd because these sisters are lit insanely. Um, Ellen looks like she's basically under skylights. And May looks like she has shrouds over everything. Yeah, it's, it's skylight and uh, and morgue light. <laughs> yeah, just like, can we make her look green? Well, just put gauze yeah. everywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> their conversation is really weird. And eventually, Ellen says, you should have told me about your condition. Yeah. And it's like, what's her condition? And then we find out, oh, her condition is knocked up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And it's even a little ambiguous the way, you know, I think even May is like, what condition? She's like, you're like seven or eight months, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 okay. But Ellen, the sensitive sister that she is, goes, always wanted to be an aunt, and then grabs a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) As was the style at the time. (laughs) Uh, One thing that we should should mention is that uh, Ellen's car broke down on the highway and apparently she walked to May's house. There's a uh, lot of business at the top of this episode that is completely unnecessary. The stuff about Ellen's car breaking down. Long way to walk in the rain. The stuff about it being their parents' cabin. Like, (laughs) none of this really makes any difference. Maybe they were just holdovers from the short story that actually served a purpose in the story. Right. Maybe. And and when they had to trim it down, who knows? Well, it Uh, it seems like a writer's motive, right? Like, why are they there? What's going on? 
why won't she have her car in the third act? Right. And, like, that that kind of seems like what they set up. But again, fully unnecessary. I guess, yeah, it's like, why isn't she just leaving? But because nobody just leaves, as the last four seasons of Tales from the Dark Side and two seasons of Monsters <laughs> has shown us. And one season of Creep Show. Yes. <laughs> nobody leaves. And when they do try to leave, it doesn't go well. So I'm a little befuddled at, at their relationship being anything but tenuous. Like, they're not friends. The only reason they talk to each other is because they're related. But for some reason, Ellen throws out a an olive branch and is like, you can move in with me. And which is weird. Which is weird. And May is immediately like, Frank hates me. To, so which Ellen, leads us Ellen, to... Oh, go ahead, Maddie. Well, I was just going to say, uh, that's when Ellen says that, oh, well, we're not together anymore. I kicked him out. Uh, and that, What is the segment called, Maddie? Hmm? I, I thought there was a, a name for this segment. Well, yes, what is the segment? Yeah, the name of this segment is Frank Laid the Pipe. Because... Yes. <laughs> Because this is the first, like, hint that these two sisters know way too much about their sexual history. Yeah. Because Ellen, Ellen goes, yeah, I kicked Frank out. Mm. He was so good. <laughs> he was so good. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> but he was so good to a lot of people. Right. Like, oh, he knew what he was doing because yeah. he really he practiced. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not angry at it, but it was just like. Um, was it to show you that she was she's lonely or that she was sexual? OK, or both. See, there, there's a. There's a thread that we have here that gets introduced with that line. Yeah. That may... I think it's kind of like giving the actor some juice for themselves. Kind of like a motive for the actor to be... Because what happens in the second act... Like, there's really no reason for her to do what she does in the second act... So I think what they're trying to do in the first act here is is establish a motive that Ellen is S E X E Y and she don't care well, who knows. Well, it, or I mean, it could they could also be pointing out um, they could be pointing this out because it might indicate that she has poor choice in men, or or that she, or she could be in need. To, kind of what yeah, I was yeah. saying. Yeah. Or, and I know we'll talk about this more as this this goes, but just that uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. About it. We'll get into it. All right. Well, um, we need to talk about the entrance that's about to uh, happen here. Peter, okay. Peter is about to enter, but it Smooth is Dracula. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys write down descriptions? Well, like smooth Dracula. I, okay, all right. I wrote, enter trench coat jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, starring Anthony Edwards as the crow. Oh, Maddie, perfect. Yeah, 
Um, Peter is an an interesting character. That's putting it lightly. He Peter is is somebody that would have been in one of those Taster's Choice commercials. <laughs> well, he's the Jean Luc that they're talking about in the International Coffee commercial. Yes, like he is a Lothario. He is sex personified he's got the Kavorka. <laughs> you know what i mean but like that's what they're trying to sell but instead we've got yeah, a moderate jerry lewis at best <laughs> <laughs> but it is obvious that he has one power soft talking and, oh, yeah. and, and and a ramrod cock. Yeah. And that ponytail. <laughs> oh, you think I didn't? The sweet PT. Let me, here's my notes. Okay, here's my notes. Because he comes in, he says, I brought you dinner to May. And then he pulls out a Snickers bar. <laughs> I brought a your. You know, I, brought, I brought one of your favorites, a fun sized Snickers. And then I write. Snickers really satisfies dash dat puss. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, I'm Peter. And I write, I'm Peter. Peter, Peter Poseidon. Yum, yum. <laughs> Let me smash them guts. Uh, there was a comment. Did you guys watch this on YouTube? I did. Yes. Uh, did you see the, the comment on YouTube? No, which one? The comment on this episode uh, from Magnus 77 which I almost assume was just Matt Nah 77 uh, <laughs> uh, says, I remember this episode. That dude was banging them guts out. <laughs> <laughs> it was from six months ago. And I was like, what was Matt doing here six months ago? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I am dumbfounded by how accurate that is. Here, here's some something that doesn't make sense right now. May is in pain, but not eating. And his solution to the Peter's solution is make out city USA. Yeah, yeah, it's like a weird power move that like he just sort of like walks past Ellen and then starts making out with May and like but like full red shoe diaries you know yeah, like she's up put on, her the on the counter, counter yeah he picks her up puts her on the counter yeah and he, he basically gives Ellen a look like sorry i have to go pork your sister now <laughs> <laughs> the couch makes I into a bed tell, i yeah that's what he says as he walks away i couldn't tell if ellen was skeeved out or into it or both Maybe maybe a little column A, a little column B, but the the fact that they were so sloppy with the kiss that she had like oh like visible stream, yeah yeah like I I wrote that stuff in ass. my notes about that that yeah that that was gross. Well, so they go upstairs and. Ellen gets to listen to what I can only describe as the sound of tentacle porn. <laughs> because there's like moaning, but there's also there's moaning and and rustling and, and skittering. Swishing, yeah. 
Yeah, there is like a very specific bug sound that mm-hmm. that sounds like wishy-washy, wishy-washy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if that isn't enough, just to curl your toes. Let's get some high. You know, I'm just going to relax here. I've got a boiling pot of water. Just want to add some sugar to it. Oh, no! Oh, roaches, no! <laughs> but then the roaches are gone. So then I'm like, what is happening? And also, yeah, was it her imagination or was it? Why is it happening? Why are we getting bug sugar? Why is that a thing that seems like a hallucination and then it's gone? Well, and also, why does it look like it's snowing in the scene? Like, did you guys, I mean, because this, this pays off a little bit and I think the second act. Um where you ju- it just it looks like snow is falling down onto Ellen, uh, and then you know you can hear more more moaning and, and grossness upstairs, uh, and then Ellen just looks really disturbed. And I believe that is the end of the act. Yeah, that is an that is an act break, and we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Bad bugs, bad bugs. Bedbugs is the frantic new catch and capture game where you pick the color yeah. and then scramble to get the most bugs. Bedbugs, bedbugs. Batteries not included. Don't let them get away. Bedbugs, bedbugs. It's a wacky game to play. Yeah. Bedbugs, bedbugs. Don't be no sleep today. Bedbugs, bedbugs. You'll get carried away. Bedbugs from Milton Bradley. It'll drive you buggy. Oh my God! I remember that commercial. I remember that game. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, the thing that I like about that commercial so much, and I I know that you all kind of pulled it up so you could see it, is that this guy is wearing a night shirt and a nightcap. Cap. Yep. Yep. And he is in that bed beating the shit out of it. <laughs> he with, is, his, with his pillow. He's yeah. just going to town on that bed. Another thing I wanted to point out is, is whoever the kid was who called out Red sucked because yeah. all of the pieces were red like everybody else got their pieces out and that fucking dummy i don't uh, i don't know they, they were obviously not good at that game was the goal to have the most amount of pieces to take out no i thought you were supposed then to he's pull a out your and pick the <laughs> he's like yeah red <laughs> there's only four blues good luck idiot don't pull a red one <laughs> I love that the idea is, let's get a vibrate. Look, we've got too many vibrators. <laughs> what if what if there was an overage at the vibrator factory and they were you like... You gotta help me out, man. I, <laughs> I gotta unload all these vibrators. Come on, come on, come on. Now, you know that this game runs on D batteries. <laughs> D is for Duke. And it's just a tube underneath a bed. <laughs> with one of those circle two knobs and you get to select how hard the bugs bounce <laughs> but it's just a vibrator <laughs> and you know the dad is over there like that's why we're never going to new york <laughs> this is madison avenue tomfoolery ah <laughs> uh, bed bugs don't get it by milton bragley <laughs> <laughs> 
Bragley? Sure. It's the other universe, yeah. <laughs> Anybody else's nose pouring blood out of it? <laughs> I, I'm concerned, Matt. I am too. Uh, not as concerned as this guy in the sleeping cap and Mario mustache is about these bed bugs. <laughs> I think that, that was that the guy from the pizza Mario party commercial. <laughs> They're like, we... We got one guy for all these commercials on one day. He's like, I can't wait. How much am I getting paid? $200. Oh, these commercials run for his whole life. All right. And we're back. Woo. Act two begins with a bang. A bang of damn titties. <laughs> I was like, they're really forcing the sexiness of this episode because she is asleep yes. on the couch, but in a bra. bra. Like, yeah, like, I, okay. Pulled down. Okay. Right, in, my, in my 20s, I could have never spoken to this. But as a 42-year-old man who's been married, married over 10, well, almost 10 years now. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a woman sleep in a bra by choice. No. Nope. <laughs> I've seen a woman passed out in a bra. Yep. That's about it. And oh, by the way, she also was fully clothed. Besides that, yeah, just her bra was it was yeah. It, it, she would her sexy lace black bra. Yeah, if it was like a dirty T-shirt with one titty flopped out, I'd believe it. I would but, believe uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> one, yeah, just one sad one loose just titty, out. just a renegade yeah. titty doing its own I've thing. Been there. I wake up and I'm like, what are you two up to? What the hell? <laughs> it looks like you had a fun night. <laughs> <laughs> one of those little liquor bottles next to one of them. <laughs> a, little, a little bit of cocaine on one. Of them. <laughs> Just <laughs> a Sharpie X on one of them. It went to the club. I made you breakfast. <laughs> I'll make love to you later. <laughs> Like, it's so obvious at this point that they are setting them up to to do it. Yeah, because, oh, I don't like this guy. This guy is not he's, sexy. He's, this guy he's, is he's weird. He's weird. God, and he's so, he, he's a so, face yeah, toucher, too. He, he, like, yeah. he loves Maybe to touch a face. I've watching this in, like, the era of COVID, but I am like, get back up. Like, get her. Six feet. <laughs> You are covering her in germs. So, yeah, he, he tells her, I made you breakfast. And then, do you have money? <laughs> for the <laughs> so car. She's like, yeah, yeah, for the car. Do you have money for the car? And the episode keeps doing this thing where it's like, like, do you have money for the car? It's like, oh, he was creepy, but now he's not. That's a reasonable question. It's like, no, yeah. no, no. He's still very creepy. Well, yeah, and then I washed your clothes. They're hanging in the kitchen. Yeah. He's he's really, really giving Adrian Brody. No. Who uh who is the Star Wars guy? Adam You're driver. Adam. driver. And uh oh I, let's let's not let's not sully poor let's not bring sweet Adam Driver into this, okay? <laughs> All right, I can cut that part. <laughs> I think I think he had much Keep more of a, just be upset. That's fine. I I think that he had much more of like a Buffalo Bill kind yeah. of kind of delivery to his lines. That yeah. 
Oh, I, I poke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Adam Driver also has a bit of a Buffalo Bill. Yes, that's what I'm yeah. saying. A little bit. A little bit. I just love Adam. I was, I was literally just watching a video about what makes Adam Driver handsome. <laughs> <laughs> you had to have it explained to you. <laughs> well, it was like a video about unconventional beauty. It was like Adam Driver's face, oh. and they were like doing all the like measurements and stuff. And I was like, "All right, I'll bite." I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. I need you. I need you. Uh, I need you. <laughs> can I get? Hold on. Can I get one more reading of that, please? It's me, Adam Driver, for for whatever character I am, Star Wars. Uh, That's your character you're so playing, Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh... Here we go. Uh, I need you. Just need you. I can. I am in your thoughts. <laughs> okay. Uh, cut. Uh, the line is Imperial troops have entered the base. Okay. Okay, great. And uh, actually, okay, yep, got it. Sorry. Keep rolling. Uh, okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> the, the, the line is Imperial troops have entered the base. Yep. Whenever you're ready. Whenever. Just right in that mic. Nice and, nice and loud. Yep. Here you go. And action. Come on, Adam, do it. Again, uh, the role of Adam Star Wars. <laughs> Oh God! I want you. I need you. I need you right now. Come on, help. And cut. Uh, so once more, the line is: Imperial troops yep. have entered the base. Okay. I need you. Imperial troops have entered the base. Okay, cut. You got the the middle was okay. Uh, just you just shave that that beginning part off. Uh, so I need straight. I need you, Princess Leia. I need you, Mama. Nope, that's... Mama, give okay. baby milk. <laughs> And scene. Wow, what great acting. Yeah. Really, really held I it together. an Oscar. <laughs> an Oscar? An Oscar. That's what I call a pile of poop. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> uh, I washed your clothes. Who's, who is this guy? Uh, well, and also, if she's... They were muddy. But if she's still wearing her pants, did he only wash her shirt? And if so, why is her shirt the only part that got muddy? I think they were trying to imply that he washed all of her clothes and you weren't supposed to see that she still had pants, I guess. Uh, which is why he said clothes and not shirt. And it was to explain why she didn't have a shirt on. But... Uh. It didn't. He leaves. He leaves. And he leaves her breakfast... And then she starts to eat the breakfast, and she makes a move that's the international porno move for, I'm coming. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, she makes that move of like, oh. Oh, this breakfast is making me goosh. Um, excuse me. <laughs> the line read is, this, li- uh, this breakfast is making me, ooh, mommy. <laughs> And ready. Uh, wait, uh, <laughs> wait, Adam Driver, you're I, reading for this too. I just, I just know what you. <laughs> you have breakfast. I'd have breakfast. Trick <laughs> Um, why? Why does she have the orgasm? Why did the bugs start to peek through the vents Why did we now? Man? Now, when she was sleeping, would have made sense. I think so. I think he slipped her some sexy breakfast. Like there was some sort so, of roach pheromone. I think. I think I that, that is what was. I think that that is what is like the snow that I was talking about. We get to it, I believe, in this act, uh, in just a little bit. Where I think that that was something that helped him control the women that come in the house. Mm. Okay. I I didn't see that. So I thought because she seemed to really change tack uh, once. Oh, she absolutely. Once she that ate breakfast. that food. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the roaches. So she, like she ate, she took a bite. She came, the roaches all came. Uh, and then she brings uh, a tray of food upstairs to May uh, who's asleep, and she sees May's belly is sort of pulsing. Pulsing, right. Yeah. Yes. And I, I wrote, that baby's bursting. There's a point yeah. also where she goes, what did he do? Or what's he do? And May's yeah. response to what's he do is, what? <laughs> <laughs> this is not a far-fetched question. This weirdo, no, this weirdo in the the house who walks around like he owns it. What does he do for a living? And basically, she explain May explains to Ellen that he was squatting in the house right. when uh, he got there, and then in the yeah. same breath says, "And by the way, stay away from him." Yes. Yeah. So Peter takes care of her for a living. Was squatting in the house. And hands off, he's all mine. Which also leads to one of my favorite Ellen lines. He's a really good cook. While she's eating his Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, maybe Ellen thinks Snickers are cooking. Uh, Ellen is still trying to, you know, showing some concern for May. She's pregnant. May's basically that she's had no prenatal care that Peter is taking care of all of her you know just taking care of her and you know love will get her through a pregnancy uh, as opposed to doctors and uh, finally it results in May shouting it's my life (laughs) I've never felt so loved not by my parents not by you very dramatic very Uh, and I think that's that's when Ellen uh, huffs away or huffs and storms out of the room. Yeah. Uh, and May goes downstairs and apologizes to uh, Ellen. And I, I thought it was funny how she, 
She's walking down the stairs, and she's like, I'm not an invalid, and, and she can't even finish invalid, and then almost yeah. falls down the stairs. Yeah, I like we get that. it. Uh, so, so this is the part that I was talking about. So Alan says, no big deal, uh, and says that she will go upstairs and clean up because uh, May kind of threw a temper tantrum and threw the, f- the food on the ground. Um, so she goes upstairs to clean up and kind of starts to snoop. Uh, and she goes into the uh, the bedroom and she's looking around and that's when you can see stuff falling from the ceiling and there's holes in the ceiling. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if that was just like bugs like digging through or something like that. So... Also, she was Peter... going through a lot of le- like letters that were... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, she was going through the um, the... Like the bills, I think it was weird. I I liked to think that those were a bunch of letters written by bugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Could be. I I like that better than uh, than bills. But uh, yeah. So Peter comes up behind her out of nowhere, covers her mouth, and tells her not to scream. And then it'll wake it'll wake May up. <laughs> and says he didn't know she was here. Why are you the one covering her mouth and telling her not to scream? Like, it just, it was so weird. It was such a weird explanation for why he appears out of nowhere and puts his hand over her mouth. It's all this red shoe diary sexiness of, yeah. Weird face touching. Yeah. Yeah. And just just over creepiness. And then he shares some very worthless dialogue of, your car's battery was dead. Lots of racks. Lots of people out of control. <laughs> uh, she's explaining she wants to get May uh, taken to the hospital. Hospital, yeah, uh, to see a doctor. He's delivered lots of kids, and yeah. uh, you know maybe he's not the father. He, uh, you know, she's just jumping to conclusions just because he's living with yeah. May, and he. She just watched him fuck May in the kitchen, uh, yeah. but maybe that's not his kid. Uh, what does the truth matter if it's my kid? You've already made up your opinion about me. Sploosh. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I guess that's what makes a woman horny because Alan's like, uh-oh, I think I'm in love with this guy. Well, yeah. and so he says, I can take the pain away. Would you like me to show you as he is already taking her shirt off of her. Yeah. And she's like, Shh, she might hear us. Um, and so he just says, okay, well, we'll have to be quiet. And then there's skittering in the vents again. And I believe that is the end of the second act, right? Yes. That yes. is the sound of roaches jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it sounds like when roaches <laughs> Wait, jerk oh. off. And with that, we'll be back with more transmission from the dark side after this. Look no further. Rocks and buds and things are here in a never-ending battle for domination, where Trapasaurus fights off evil beetle, while gravel guts and bloodstone confront the buzzing menace of wicked cricket. It's rocks versus bugs with mortals as a tasty prize. Where will the evil end? Can robots, soldiers, or heroes stop them? 
They're on the move and ready for action. Rocks and bugs and things from Ideal. Rocks, bugs, things. And things. See, that's that's the uh, that's the old left hook you're not expecting. <laughs> because uh, rocks versus bugs seems pretty straightforward. That the rocks are really going to take that W. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Historically, rocks are heavier than bugs right. and are great for smashing bugs. Yeah. But they also make a pretty good bug house because a lot of bugs, you can see them under rocks. Oh, totally. And here's the interesting thing from, you know, just definition of nouns. Uh, technically, both rocks and bugs are things. Correct. Yeah. yeah. By definition. So, I guess in the title, Rocks and Bugs and Things, what are the things? So, here's, yeah, that's my first cue because it does look like instead of them just being rocks, they are also things that aren't rocks because they well, yeah, all... it's like the bugs, the bugs seem like more than just bugs. Well, the bugs... But it's not rock things and bug things. It's rocks and bugs and things. Right. But can you explain to me why this rock looks like its mouth is a sarlacc pit? Well, yeah, that's that's the that's the rock that looks like Belial from Basket Case. Yeah. Ah. Um I guess, so I assume yeah, so I I guess all of these things are sort of hyped up. So super rocks, super bugs and super things. Right? I, I guess I would assume because if, if if making it look like a sarlacc pit Belial mouth is what makes the rock a thing, like a, a then then the name is is poorly constructed. That it should I be rock agree. things and bug things. So you mean to tell me that this toy that I've never heard of in my entire forty two years of living on this planet might have not had a good name in premise? Rocks <laughs> and bugs and things. Also, these these are by far the worst Transformers I've ever seen. <laughs> well, this one just has like a dragon's head on a rock. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't make heads or tails of it, but why not? These toys are mortifying, but the bug looks like a real bug. It's these rocks that are like the left turn that nobody expected. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Rocks and bugs and things. and things. Some of them are like a dinosaur. Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think the one. I think the one rock was like a dinosaur, right? Yeah. It's like a T Rex. Yeah. Or a dragon. And one of them is um, a toothy vagina, or the guy from Basket Case. All right. All right. Let's. Uh, we're good. Here's what the box says. You've never experienced the horror of battle like this before. Rocks and bugs and things. The ultimate warriors have been lurking through the dark places down through the ages. Now they're taking a shot at the daytime, each with its own hidden weapons only you can control. Their enemies are anything that crosses their paths. <laughs> The creepy little mortals on which they feed are the spoils of battle for which they ceaselessly struggle. They're on the move and nothing can stop them. Okay, so you can collect all five rocks and you can collect all five bugs. 
That's it. There were only five? Yeah, five rocks and five bugs. Five bugs. Oh, I thought they were saying mortals. These are the, there are creatures that are the, they fought mortals, M-O-R-D-L-E-S, little goblins that uh, hmm. it came with, and they were intended to be food for the rocks and bugs. But there's no mention of, oh, God, this one is great. <laughs> Shown above is Bloodstone, easily the best figure in the set. Bloodstone is so reminiscent of Belial from Basket Case that I doubt it was a coincidence. He's a great big human head trapped in a rocky shell, and the fact that eating smaller monsters is his one and only purpose makes him my favorite thing in the entire universe. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are amazing. And we're back. Let's let's just wrap this up with a sweet little post-coital scene here. Oh, let's do it again. I'm like, is she lifting that sheet to play with his hog? What is... I thought, well, so she she lifts the sheet and makes like a weird smile, but I I didn't know why, like... Have you ever seen a roach? Have you ever seen a roach, Dick? Uh, Yes. Okay, then you know. (laughs) Oh. Fair point. Once you go roach dick, you you just you're like yay. Ooh, give me that roach d. What about my sister? Hey, she can stay downstairs. Plus, you're better than your sister. I knew it. <laughs> Like, She's not as good as you. You're much better. <laughs> the Death Star is fully operational. <laughs> Nailed it. Thanks. Great. Great work, Adam. I want you to have my child. Whoa, Don't whoa, you have whoa. Babies. Wait. Oh, uh, oh, can we talk about this line read for Don't You Want to Have we Babies? We can. This is the grossest line read Ugh. in the whole show. He's like, you could have my child. And she's like, um... We don't really know each other. I mean, technically, I guess, biologically, yes, but uh, I I, I could have... Don't you want to have babies? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Have my babies. Don't you want to have babies? (laughs) Uh, Of course, May walks in on them. Yeah, they, they they start going for some more action. And uh, she walks in, and she's like, "Ugh, I gotta run downstairs and grab the biggest scimitar I can find." <laughs> uh, so, May, May is also tr- telling her to get out, and sometimes yeah. it feels like she's telling Ellen to get out from jealousy. But a lot of it is like a warning, almost like yeah, telling it, her, "Like, yeah. you just get out of here. You don't want to be here for this. Get out while you can." Yeah. So Ellen chases after her, and uh, that is where she has the, um, I don't even know what the fuck kind of knife that is, but that's, you know, like Matt said, this is a scimitar pointed at her belly. Yeah. It's like she's getting ready to just carve some gyro, man. Like, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's okay. I flipped my little uh, my little coaster from uh, red to green, so I told him to start bringing it around again. Give me that chiroscura. Yeah, yeah. 
she's saying, May saying that whatever is his, the baby is eating her from the inside. inside. He makes the pain go away, but I can still feel it. Yeah. Uh, and Peter comes down and tells her to put the knife down. Uh, she drops it. And then immediately goes into labor. Immediately goes into labor. And just wiggles to the ground. Yeah. Um, she she asks Alan to leave. Uh, Peter starts starts. Uh, he's so he, weird. Go ahead. He's being very creepily soothing. Alan is like, okay, you, you call somebody. We got to get you know this emergency. Call the hospital or something. You know, call call an ambulance. Okay, I'll call an ambulance. And she turns to me. And she's like, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. And very matter of factly. Peter's like, no, she will die. They always oh, die. This is yeah. my favorite. No, she will die. They all die. She will not the have struggle. Lived. The struggle is what makes them strong. It is me the whole time. Strong. I have been pitfall Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have not oh you have not lived. I'm sorry, bug, bug pregnant lady. You have not lived. I have terrible news for you and your sister. <laughs> I, he he is buck wild now. He's like, this right here, this is part of the process. Yeah. And she, Ellen, is hesitating. And he walks up to her, grabs her, <laughs> and does a move <laughs> that is so corny. The... I guess he has a lizard tongue? Like all roaches. He just, he walks up and he just pokes her neck with his tongue really quickly. And now she's paralyzed for a day? Or around a day. (laughs) So now she is just witnessing this and is mortified. But she can't move. And she's watching... um, Edward hold a birthing pillow in place because it's obvious that that the actress playing May is not pregnant. And yeah. <laughs> so she pushes and out comes a mealworm? A, yeah, a giant gross insect worm. I don't I don't even know what it was. Um but you guys mealworm babies when you were a kid? Oh God, no! I'm sorry, my dad. So good. My dad hated that show, so he never oh, let us watch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mealworm babies, we do it all for you. Eating carrion. <laughs> That's all they did. Yeah. yeah. Every every episode <laughs> took place next to the husk of a dead animal. That's right. Uh, and May instantly dies. May's like. And uh, for someone who's paralyzed, uh, Ellen still has the ability to grab onto Peter's face and pull off the skin. This made no sense because yeah. I was like, None. they just did it. They ju- you didn't touch Yeah, you didn't touch hair, his face. His face. His penis didn't fall off. Nothing. You didn't notice his, his wang is still in you. It never left. <laughs> Gross. The wang that wouldn't leave. <laughs> I mean, so, 
Sorry, Jen, go ahead. No, it's okay. It's so okay. she rips off half of his face. And then you look at May, and now she's covered in mealworms? In maggots? And then uh, Ellen wakes up. It was just, they were just like, just throw whatever bugs we have at this episode. Roaches, maggots, mealworms, whatever. Okay. Uh, and then uh, in walks Edward to a now price. Sure. I've called him Edward for no reason. Because <laughs> he, he means literally nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Peter walks in. With breakfast. With breakfast for Ellen, who is now pregnant with wigglies of her own. Yeah. Yes. And that and is. It focuses in on her belly, which is which is convulsing. And guess who was you it? Producer leave. Richard P. Oh, you won't leave me, will you? The end. That's the episode. Let's go to the writer's room. Is Jen, why don't you well, start? I typically don't like, I don't like bug stuff. I don't, like, it doesn't, not that I'm, like, terrified of bugs or anything. Like, they they, they kind of gross me out, but I'm not going to, like, run skittering away from them. But they don't really do anything for me. Uh, so this episode was just not going to be one that I would, yeah, this, this one just doesn't do anything for me, even though it was so sexy. Uh, we kind of already talked about, um, like removing a lot of the exposition in the beginning that just didn't need to be there. Like, why are you here? Oh, my car broke down on the highway. Like it doesn't. Yeah, I feel like if they got rid of some of the business and maybe established uh, uh, Ellen's character a little bit better, that she was a little more protective of May. It doesn't even I don't like I don't know why they hadn't talked to each other for a year. Um, Maybe maybe to establish why she was pregnant, I guess, if she went over two weeks later and she was pregnant, she'd be like, whoa, what's shit? Um, Yeah, but I mean, it seems like they've always been estranged. Yeah. Because of some of the stuff that uh, that May said, like when right. she told her to stay away from him, where yeah. it was like you always had to have the stuff that I had. Yeah, and like if they hadn't been estranged, and then you brought in now all of a sudden they are. Yeah, I think that that would have been a little more effective and a little more concerning for Ellen than just she shows up to her estranged sister's place. And doesn't like what she sees. Like, well, you know, what if the guy was normal? She wouldn't have liked what she saw anyway. They're estranged. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I would. I just would have liked, I think, if she was a little more protective, if she was, there was a little more, we're getting you out of here. If she put up a little bit more of a, of a wall against Peter and then you saw, I think it would make that turn of Peter working his magic a little more powerful. Yeah. So here's, here's my problem with the episode the hallucinations oh the bugs there has been it's weird what this leads me to believe the ending is the peter the bug man has the ability to cause hallucinations some way shape or form sure but we aren't ever really privy to how we're privy to 
only what we see, which is very minimal and, and scant. If I were to rework this episode or massage this episode to try to main, change it or maintain it, I would start the episode with Peter opening the door for Ellen and then blowing the her seeing the house as it actually is a disgusting bug house. Yeah. And then him blowing something in her face and then she comes to at the table. Yeah. You know, kind of Resident Evil 7-ish. Yeah, yeah. But, like, there needs to be something that explains, because they're living on two planes. Like, when she leaves the room and to go downstairs, she sees the bugs, the real bugs in the house. Right. Mm -hmm. But they're all gone, and you don't, you know, you have the snow that Matt's talking about, but you have to put that link together. Yeah. Give me a G.I. Joe the movie balloon blowing up in the face with dust moment <laughs> you know or put his face in the pod or you know let the tongue come out and hit her neck whatever it is right but like established like she's looking in from the door and she sees the house as it is that it's a bug house and then he does something to her and the set the trap is set yeah so i think that would be more effective Bughouse was per first published in the magazine of fantasy and science fiction, June 1980. It won second place for best short story category in the 1981 Locus Awards. Which is the award that they, uh, it's all about bug-based literature. Bug yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, all right. Let's say scale of, uh. Scale of one to ten uh, cockroaches. Uh, I would give it five and a half. I'm a lot higher. I I give it a seven. I enjoyed it more. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I felt like it was paced well. There was just things that kind of didn't work out. Yeah. But uh, it's, I I'm, a, it. I'm like a six and a half. I mean, that's, those are pretty high grades. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, wh who are we mad at? I'm not mad at anybody. Why, are we fighting? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that I'm the lowest on there. Usually, usually I'm kind of one of the, one of the higher grades. I don't know. I, I didn't think it was a bad episode. I just yeah. didn't think that it was a particularly good episode. There wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot there, to be honest. I mean, 13-year-old Matt would have given this episode, like, a nine, a solid nine. Nine boners um, because, up. Because, oh, yeah, that's, that's exactly uh, where I was going, but. Uh, this is interesting. So the description of the story, the, the Lisa Tuttle story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bug House 1980. A young woman goes to spend a week at an elderly aunt's house whom she hasn't seen in a few years in order to get away from her husband after discovering he's been cheating on her. She's surprised at how poor a shape she finds both her aunt and the house in. The aunt admits she's near death but wants to keep it a secret. A rude young man arrives to bring her groceries for which he doesn't charge but makes himself comfortable as though he belongs there. There seems to be a disturbing relationship between the young man and her aunt in his well-written creepy supernatural tale. 
See, that seems to follow a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Where like he he's bringing something in. Yeah. Infesting himself, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're about to hear how you can get in contact with us, so please feel free to reach out. We love talking about you in the mailbag. Uh, we hope everybody is holding up well, and guys, did I forget anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. 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 Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Belly Ape Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T on the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDS Pod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, 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 try to enjoy the daylight. daylight.